0: Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Basketball Edition. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with the birthday man, not the birthday boy. You're a grown man, grown-ass man, Mark Gunnels. Happy birthday. Let me be the last more than likely to tell you happy birthday, seeing as your birthday was over the weekend and it's a cool Tuesday now. But you went back to just a kid from Kansas City. Are you going to change your tweet now? Are you just a man from Kansas City now that you've uh, turned what? How old are you now? Thirty-one. 31 31 so are you are you are you just a kid from kansas city still or are you gonna
1: become now a young man from kansas city i mean i'm still a kid from kansas city i grew up here so i was a kid growing up here so that's never gonna change
0: okay i see i see i understand i just was <laughs> curious i just i didn't know i didn't know like you know like uh like uh sure I'm, 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 I, I can't think of a single example but you know like a rapper like bow wow like bow wow for example he was Lil bow wow then he dropped a Lil, now he's just bow wow
1: I see what you're saying.
0: But you know what I'm saying? It's still a Lil Wayne, isn't it?
1: Lil Wayne is still a Lil I, Wayne. I, I,
0: hey, that's what I'm saying. It ain't for everybody. LeBron James <laughs> is 36 and he's still a kid from Akron, right? Yeah. That is true. That's very accurate. <laughs> but he's sitting on the couch just like me and you, tweeting out song lyrics, as he's watching. what we'll talk about in the fast break right here. The Boston Celtics beat the Milwaukee Bucks 116 to 108 last night, tying the series two to two. And I know we have a segment here called Dunked On. And we're not going to talk about it in this segment. So let's just talk about it right now. Cause this would be the
1: dunked on game. And why do you say that? I'm curious of why you're, what's your thinking there? Well, cause first Giannis dunked on Al Horford and then oh, Al Horford yeah. dunked oh, okay. on Giannis. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Quite literally. Yeah. there was
0: a lot of dunking going on. And those okay. were two really big and, moments.
1: And can we say Giannis dunked on Marcus smart for not uh, <laughs> allowing him to help him up? And then he just that was faked, so faked, weird. He faked dead afterwards. It was like, okay.
0: <laughs> what do you make of that? Do you think he was just tired? Was like, like, was he just super tired? I didn't know what he was
1: doing. I think he was tired. And I think also, you know, like Marcus Smart was kind of grabbing his leg, and it was just a weird exchange there. I, I don't know. That was so weird.
0: <laughs> I do, I, I do like the trend. It seems to be in this playoffs in particular of the guy saying, you know, I am not accepting your hand up. Get off me! Don't touch me! Ah, like that. I, li- I like that. I like yeah, that. Like I like that. Little, Herb Jones little did that wrestle.
1: to Chris Paul. I like that too. Yeah. The young bull.
0: It's too, we had too much too much LeBronification of the league where guys are hugging after foul calls. You know, I, I'm good for this. But I know one guy who wasn't talking about hugging anybody. That was Al Horford. because after Giannis dunked on that man and made the mean mug. And Al Horford was nodding his head, nodding his head. I, I sat, I was watching the game with my buddy Tyler, and I said, man, what are you going to do? Well, all he did was turn back the hand to time. And I say turn back the hand to time, but is it true to say – Turn back the hands of time when someone who is thirty six has done something they feel like they've never ever done before. Like, you say you turn back the hands of time to do something you did once
1: before, right? Like, yeah, yeah, nah. He, he's I don't I've never seen him do that before. Not even in Atlanta. Like I've never seen him do that. Like he took that personal. You see what his sister tweeted?
0: I did. I used to follow his sister on Twitter, but I had to let that go
1: because her brother went to Michigan. So I was all she was always tweeting about Michigan oh, oh, okay. Oh, Okay, yeah, so she she was like, I know that look, and they messed up. <laughs> she said other words, but uh, yeah, he was pissed, obviously, so yeah, so I part, mean. Part, real quick, part of the reason yeah, I had but, to
0: unfollow her was because she would be tweeting about that, about John Horford, and it that wasn't the case. Uh, right? it was, it,
1: it, that wasn't hitting the same.
0: That didn't hit the same. Yeah, they say look, very, very much that this is a once-in-a-lifetime Al Horford performance. Those tweets landed on deaf ears several times, but hey, you know what, broken clock.
1: Yeah, so, hey man, kudos to that man, and this is kind of pivoting a little bit, I saw a lot of conversation about this, and I think it's very interesting, is Al Horford a Hall of Famer? I think he is, he's a five-time All-Star, he's a five-time All-Star, he's made an All-NBA team, I mean, we know how the Basketball Hall of Fame is, man, it, they let guys in all the time, and let's say they win a ring this year, and he's a their third best player, which is very possible because obviously he's going to be Tatum and Browns, the top two guys, and then maybe him or smart for the third guy. He may get in. He may get in. I wouldn't be Al shocked Horford at all good. if Al Horford gets in the Hall of Fame. All
0: right. Well, first of all, uh, just two weeks ago, you were telling me how Andre Drummond was uh, was better than Tyson Horford. But anyway. Uh,
1: <laughs> you're, you're, I, you're like, who's
0: going to start? Who would you rather start? Was, anyway. All right. Yeah. I, I remember. There's video evidence. But if Al Horford's a Hall of Famer, like, Fine. I don't really, like the NBA Hall of Fame, they've ruined it for me. And they're ruining the MVP the same way. I'm about to not care because I keep getting it wrong. So, like, if you guys are going to just give it away to whoever you want to give it away to, whatever doesn't, winning doesn't matter, stats doesn't matter, you could definitely 100% write the history of basketball without Al Horford. And I don't hate to go, like, why do I I feel bad because my man just had a historic night. And now I feel like I'm dunking all over him uh, after Giannis did.
1: And that's my well, fault for I, – I, I, I took it left. I took it there. But it was a conversation last night, so I feel like we had to touch on it.
0: No, I just – but it's like the idea – I just – that's one of the biggest things about, like, the NBA media. It's like, all right, we just watched this game. Horford just had a crazy fourth quarter. He's, like, the fourth best player on the team. Because you just listed Tatum and Brown, yes and yes. And then, I'm sorry, one of the guys just won defensive player of the year. Not yeah. Al Horford. But you know, on any given like,
1: night – but this series, though, at Horford's definitely been more impactful than Marcus Smart. And I know Marcus Smart's been been hobbling around and stuff, obviously, too. But on any given night, Horford could be the third best player. I'm just saying. Well, part of the, part of the reason why I feel you think that way is because
0: Giannis is – I feel like for the first – you saw Horford play really good in the last two games, for sure. And in the last two games were the first two games of the playoffs – that I saw the Bucks play, and I was like, damn, you know what they miss? A decent shot creator from the wing. Oh, uh, like Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this team, I was like, because when I'm watching a game, I don't ever think of like, man, if only this guy was playing. I, I kind of think of like, what do they have in the, like, all right, this is the guys we got. Like, when I was watching game four and game five I was or, of, of Memphis, Golden State, I was thinking, damn, if only Job ja was here. I'm thinking, all right, we got this, the team we got. Let's try to get a win. You know what I'm saying? And then after the fact, maybe I can go and do all of that. But in the moment watching Milwaukee, I was like, dog, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, like this is just not it. This is not it. They don't have anybody who can one dribble, pull up one dribble, anything just to take a little pressure off Giannis. And I thought, oh, that's Chris Middleton on the bench. Also, it's Drew Holiday playing terribly. That guy's an Olympian. He's been playing like absolute uh, trash this, this series. (laughs) <laughs> you want to use another word there? <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, yeah, he has been, man, and that's disappointing. I still think the Bucks are going to win this series, though. I'm not sure if you've wavered at all because I know we were both on the Bucks coming out the east, but I- I'm not wavering. I still think they're going to win this series. I said Bucks in seven before the series started, so I feel comfortable staying in that territory, which it- but it could be six though. Game five is going to be very, very interesting back in Boston. That's going to be a tough one, man. It's going to be tough. One. It's going to be a raucous crowd. They're probably going to shoot better at home. But if the Bucs can somehow steal that one, then they can probably end it in six. But I'm still going to stick with Bucks in seven for right now. Because they still, at the end of the day, they still have the clear best player on the floor. And I feel like Giannis is going to be able to will this team the victory. And they should have won that game yesterday. They had chances to close that game out, man. They are up by 10 to begin the fourth quarter, I believe. So they, they could have won that game. I don't know why. Bobby Portis
0: is staple to the bench when you got Al Horford. Like, like Boston was big. And, like, Giannis got to guard somebody. That's part of the problem, right? Because you don't want to – like, you, you would like him to have somebody come and gu- – you would like to have him guard somebody near the post type – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But just all of this, it's a lot going on uh, with, with, with Milwaukee's defense because especially it's like the madness that they just are designed to allow you to shoot corner threes sometimes. Like, they want you to shoot threes. They just, like – Milwaukee lost that game, I feel like, because Boston just beat their strategy. And that's the way Milwaukee thinks that they're going to win and have, I mean, they won a title that way. But, like, yeah, okay, cool. Al Horford has 18 fourth-quarter points. That's that's never going to happen again. (laughs) It's one of those, you know, you you tip your cap because, you know, what we're not going to do in game five is rotate our defense around to focus on Al Horford. Yeah, Al Horford, score 30
1: points again. I dare you to. he probably won't do that that again for the rest of his career.
0: And I wonder if I'm the Celtics, do I sit up and have a little bit of, like, remorse? Because I was a Al Horford tipping away from – I mean, this should be a 3-1 series. If I'm the the Celtics, I feel like this should be a 3-1 series. And I just lost. Robert Williams is out. Like, hopefully he can come back for next game. But that's another – the biggest thing that is, that's six fouls
1: against Giannis and another big body. Yeah, and he's really good on the offensive glass too, man. Like, he's really good at that second jump. Like, a lot of guys can't do the second jump. Like, he's a guy that can tip the ball in, get the putbacks. And like you said, he's a good guy that can contest Giannis at the rim. And he's not afraid to, to get physical with them at all. So, like you said, definitely six fouls they're missing there. He's very athletic as well. He's a lob threat. He gets a three or four lobs a game. So, they're definitely going to need him, I think, to win this series if they want to have a chance. Because I know they won last night, but, nah, the Bucs are still going to win this series, man. With,
0: with, I know this for damn sure. If they don't start playing some fourth quarter defense, they were outscored seventy-seven to fifty-one in the two fourth quarters in games three and four. That's just not going to get it done. It's
1: not, but it, Drew Holiday has to be better. That's the guy I'm looking for to be better, and I think he will. I think Drew is going to be a lot better moving forward. Well,
0: I'll say this: you said am I changing my opinion on this on this series? Not so much, but. <sighs> Sad state of affairs in Oakland. The Grizzlies are in more trouble right now than Young Thug and Gunner, bro. I'm talking about with, with John Morant being down. Oh, man. yeah, You'd have to go there. Hey, with John Morant being down and then Dylan Brooks. I mean, Jesus, Lord have mercy. I, every time I watch Dylan Brooks think, I think about that tweet. It said, Dylan Brooks thinks Kobe wore 24 for him.
1: I, I, I didn't see that tweet.
0: <laughs> but watch him play, and you'll think, watch it, Watch him play, and you'll be uh, like, that's exactly play. what. Uh, yeah. but I'm, what is he elite at? What is he, like, above average
1: at as an NBA player? A defender? He's a good defender. He's a good he defender. He be fouling out. I fouling a, every game. He's a plus defender. He's definitely a plus defender. But he fouls out every game. No, that's Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson fouls out every game. Both of
0: them jokers foul out every <laughs> game.
1: That's part of the problem with Memphis. Oh,
0: anyway. You know another another uh under under understory going down. Steph Curry for the first three quarters was wearing like some shoes to memorialize Craig Sager. Mm-hmm. And then okay. in the fourth he changed them. And then in the fourth he had like 18 points. Oh wow! Like, he changed it back to his regular shoes. Like you think it was like four. It was wasn't playing well for the first three quarters. And in the fourth, he just kind of turned it on. But Memphis had a shot in this series, but it's just the injuries derailed them. And I, I think that people. Are, I don't. I don't buy the Warriors as a championship level team, though. I don't see out, it. out of the remaining teams. I don't see it.
1: I don't see how you can't. I mean. Y- if they next round, so they're going to play the Suns most likely, right? And I imagine so. <laughs> maybe because <laughs> they're, they're, they're struggling right now against Dallas, who uh, has one star on their team. So uh, I don't see how you can't see this team as a championship-level team. I mean, I think they're the clear favorite out the West at this point. I mean, just from the eye test. And if they get there, they have a chance to win. They have three guys that have won together already before, obviously with Steph, Clay, and Draymond. So, yeah, I, I don't understand why you're on that hill. That kind of makes no sense to me, to be honest with you. Look,
0: well, I mean, I just – just going back, like, all right. Ain't with the emergence of Jordan Poole. That's just – you you telling me that the Jordan Poole that I've – I mean, I, I've watched Jordan Poole his whole college career. And, like, I just don't believe that Jordan Poole is going to continue to be a 30-point playoff scorer. Like that, and that's on on fifty percent shooting from the floor, and that's really what's been bu- been buoying that 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 offense. Because like everybody talks about, it's the new death lineup, and so on and so forth. But like that team can't defend, and Draymond Green is approaching Ben Simmons levels of failure to shoot the ball. Right, I'm not even talking about failure to make shots, but just he's not an offensive weapon. And part of the reason why I had picked Memphis in this series is you had. Dylan Brooks, you had John ja Morant and you had uh, uh, Desmond Bain all around to chase after those three guys around the three point line and have them miss and, and affect some of those shots. Even with Brooks missing half the series, Ja missing last night, and Bain with the with the back injury, the Warriors aren't shooting. Those guys aren't shooting well from three. They're not knocking it down like that. Klay Thompson is a name at this point.
1: Yeah, he's definitely struggled. But the, my main thing is, look at the field. I mean, do you really – you think the Suns are just that much better than the Warriors? I think the Suns or the
0: Mavericks. I think the Suns or the Mavericks would beat them. I really wow. do.
1: Wow. 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 That's a big thing. I statement. think, I think the only statement. team in the
0: East – I think the only team in the East that uh, that they would just walk right now is Philly. They would beat Miami. They'll definitely beat
1: Miami. I don't think they just walk through Miami. I like Miami. Y'all sleep. Well, Miami's about to get – they're losing to Philly now. I'm, Philly's going to win that. We're going to get to it, but Philly's winning that series now.
0: But real quick, I just – the Memphis – the Grizzlies had a shot. It's just it's just sad to see. It's, it's just too many injuries to overcome.
1: Is it, is it sad? I think so. I, saying, I'm yeah. here for – You ask Twitter, man. Twitter, they, they kind of – the Grizzlies are like I hate a hated team now. On Twitter. like seen, they, I'm, they, they hate I, the I, showboating and all the, the gritty and all it. that. I'm here for it. They, 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 have a, I they see. haven't won anything. They're a young team. A, who who
0: are we? How old are we? Untuck your shirt. Loosen your belt. <laughs> have some fun. I want to watch. I, I'm not sitting here. To, I'm not watching a fucking chess tournament, okay? I'm watching basketball. I want to see John Moran dunking on people and dancing and Desmond Bain talking all that mess. And, oh my God, he's so bad now with that back. It's killing me. He only had, like, what, nine points last night, and one of them was, a, like, a three-pointer to end the quarter?
1: Yeah, if this wasn't the playoffs, he definitely wouldn't be playing right now.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't. Be, so that's why it just hurts, because it's a team that was so good in the regular season, and I just really like their attitude. I like the way they fight, and I like uh, I like their uh, basketball character, as I've heard said on <laughs> television before. But no, I really do just like the way that they play. They, they play the same, up 20, down 20. They dance. They yell. They scream. They have fun. They're like the war. To me, they feel like the Warriors in attitude, not in style of play, but in attitude of when they were first coming up. Like the way that I mean, look at you. Look at Steph now. What did Steph do as soon as he got the rebound? He almost threw the ball into the stands. As if he had to go shoot a free throw, like no, I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but Steph has just,
1: cachet. Steph can Steph can get away with that because he's had cachet in the league. He's a three-time champion, two-time MVP. He can do that.
0: Nah, man. He's been I'm here before. I'm here for it. Attack these legends. Make them earn it. Make them earn it. I just know that. If you're going to come out here and you're going to do your dance on me, Steph Curry. You're going to earn it. Make so them earn is, it. Is your boy Jai, is he playing game five? I, I don't know. I mean, can does anybody know? Taylor Jenkins said we got an MRI, and not, but we're not going to release the results. I'm telling you, as soon as this gambling gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it's going to be a bigger and bigger problem. You can't just sit out. Like you have to tell me if he can play or not play. First of all, I kind of thought he was gonna play yesterday. I thought it was like a little gamesmanship trying to get uh Jordan Poole uh uh suspended for the next game, which would have been ludicrous. As a quick aside, this is why Dylan Brooks should have never been suspended. Because nah, now everybody's like, he deserved nah, it. Man. He deserved it. That was a flagrant. That was a flagrant. That was, that was dirty. That was dirty. It was a flagrant one, and he should have been ejected. You can eject him if you want to. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you ejecting. But i tell you, if Gary Payton gets up and shoots two free throws instead of breaking his arm, we're fine. I promise you Dylan Brooks plays game four. I promise you. Just like Jason Tatum got up, did like this with his wrist, and, and went up and shot his free throws, and guess who played? Uh, that wasn't was – telling-
1: that wasn't the same thing, though. That it was totally one different. It wasn't one of the one. Giannis yeah, is Dayton really going Tatum, for the ball.
0: But if Tatum broke his wrist, it'd be a different story. But I don't, okay, so I don't think Dylan Brooks was going for the ball. But I don't think he was trying to knock his ass out and break his arm and take him to the ground. I don't. think I think he was trying to hard foul him, and it went left. I I think. The last I'll say, if you want to legislate it so that every bit of contact above the head is a flagrant foul, cool. We just don't need to look at the monitor. If you want to look at the, if you want to look at Dylan Brooks to see if that's a flagrant one or two to be ejected, cool. But if you go back and look at something and it comes back a common foul, the referee should, should have to pay a fine. That's fair. If you, if you, that's fair. If you, that's fair. You should have to pay a fine. There should, have, there should be some level of punishment, or retribution assigned to that because I'm sick
1: and tired of it. That's fair. I, I can buy that. I can buy that. I can buy that. You gotta hold the refs accountable, man. Hey, when are the refs gonna start doing post game interviews? I want to see them get questioned by the media. Can we get that one day? Well, they do have the pool
0: report, ah, which isn't—it's not—but ex- uh, it's not in the in the in the ad in the vein of what you're talking. Yeah, about I want them in had... front. Of,
1: I want them on the jumbotron, man. I want them in HD post game interviews. See, the only
0: problem with that. <laughs> is that there's never ever ever going to be an opportunity for the referee to say or for the referee to get oh yeah man I nailed every single call down the stretch. Like if you think about the post game interview for a professional athlete the payoff you go and you, you 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 talk when you do well and then you talk when you don't do well. Yeah. We have no interest in hearing what the referee. How did you? How did you accurately officiate Giannis in the last three minutes of the game? You know what? I push just, back
1: on that. I think we are interested in that. I think we want to see him talking about how he refed a good game. So I think I think people would want to see that. Actually, I, I actually I disagree with that.
0: I think people only want to see it when it's the roadkill version of that drive down the street. I mean, that def- would make- definitely
1: be more entertaining for sure. That, that <laughs> That's negative. what people yeah. want to see. Yeah. Or, or
0: or okay okay. So to to but give I can, you a I can,
1: I can say this though before you go, I don't want to see players talk about when they do really good either. Like I want to see Kevin Durant after Game Four when he got swept. I want to see you face the, the the pressure and get the hard questions. I don't want to see you when you shoot fifteen of twenty for thirty five points. That's it. so I can kind of say the same thing for the athletes too.
0: See, it's this attitude right here that has people loving the Golden State Warriors and hating the Memphis Grizzlies. That's, that, that's what that is right there. That's what that is right there. Nah, it's okay. It's okay to have fun. This is the game. It's a child's game, Mark Gunnels. It's because you're 31 now and you're an adult and it's an adult from Kansas City. It's okay to have fun playing basketball and watching basketball. And before we talk about the games that I'm going to have fun watching later on today, let's take a quick break. I said I'm gonna have fun watching them because I don't know if Mark is. You know, I don't. Mark. Mark seems to be not not a basketball fun lover. Oh, Although wow. this series really hasn't been much fun at all. Miami and Philadelphia tied two two.
1: You ever have fun with this series? I ain't gonna so, lie. This, I ain't it, gonna lie. It, it's it's been the most. I ain't gonna lie. It has been. Even though it's two two, it has been pretty boring.
0: <laughs> it's been. Like, it's been the most whatever. Like. There's you know, something missing
1: I, there. I don't know what it is. Something missing in this series. Yeah,
0: I know what it is. It's James Harden. <laughs> that's what it is. It's James Harden. Well, that's a, what it he is. He had a right resurgence here, right last game. Vince is
1: James Harden, game four.
0: Yeah, and that's part of the reason why I'm picking Miami. You know what I'm not buying? That James Harden, who has played consecutive, like, I don't know, 30 bad games in a row, is gonna put
1: two good games in a row back to back.
0: That's fair. That's what, I'm not gonna, that's what I'm not banking on.
1: But, see, I don't think he has to do that because we haven't seen a real Joel Embiid game offensively yet. And I think now he's getting his feet wet. This is going to be his third game back. And not to mention, and I'm surprised you're not going to talk about this. Maybe you are. But the fact that he didn't win MVP, and Jokic did, and we know Embiid low-key wanted to win that award. He could say all oh, he did. He doesn't matter. He wants to win a championship. All that matters. But we know these guys care about that type of stuff for their legacy. So I believe with his first game back after that announcement, I think we get a real big NB game tonight, man. I really, really do. Well, I mean, yeah, we
0: had a big Giannis, the true MVP. And then you had a big – you'll probably have a big NB night that should have been runner-up to the MVP – and we won't have any big Jokic nights because he's at home having one one playoff game and two MVPs in the last two years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't go a show without throwing shots at Jokic, right? <laughs>
0: I'm gonna just let that sit. I feel like that should just sit and stand for itself. Like 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 the idea that like just let's just sit with it. Let's take a second. Like this morning when I found out that Tom Brady was my newest coworker. I just had to sit with it for a second and be like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> now what does that mean? let <laughs> sit with the idea that Jokic in the last 24 months has more MVP trophies than playoff wins. But I do think you'll see a big a big game out of NB tonight. But I think what you'll see on the back end, which I think will actually help out, Lowry is going to sit this game. And he's given them nothing, and I think rotationally having Gabe Vincent be in the starting lineup, just off the fact that he's going to shoot if he's open and pass the ball, and you know he kind of is going to fill that role. I think they'll be. I think they'll be okay, especially with Lowry not playing. Which sounds I know that sounds backwards, but he's been so bad. And if you look back at the two games, I know that everybody points at M B being there, but you could also point at the fact that all right, well, a Miami's three-point shooting has fallen off of a cliff, and they're sitting the best standstill three-point shooter in the league. Yeah, Duncan Robinson,
1: he can't get on the bench. He's he's just on the bench. That's crazy, man. Yeah.
0: you know, So, like, you know, he's not the best shooter in the league, obviously, but, I mean, the best just if you catch him on a dime, like Steph is obviously going to get – like Duncan Robinson is not going to get loose on you, but he's going to knock it down if you just kick it to him in the corner even though he's been shooting poorly this year.
1: But, yeah, about your Michigan man, they can perform if he's on the court. I mean, the guy can't even get on the court. And I think they're going to have to play him, man, because I know he's a liability defensively. But what he brings to you from a floor spacing standpoint, I mean, they've been struggling to shoot the ball these last two games. Now, maybe back at home, they kind of, you know, get the guys going, obviously with the white hot theme in Miami, even though the fans don't show up until the second quarter of the game. But, you know, they will perform better, I believe. But I just truly think Embiid is going to have such a big impact on the game. And not only offensively, which I say I think it's going to be a big offense tonight. I think he's going to have, like, 30-plus points tonight. I think it's going to be, go crazy. But you see Bam's efficiency has gone down since Embiid has been back as well. Those first two games, Bam was getting, like, 25 and 12. That's not happening now. Embiid's presence alone Is a problem. It is a major problem. And if Harden can just—he doesn't have to go like he did last game. Just give you 18 or 20 points with your nine or 10 assists. But I expect Maxi and Tobias Harris to also complement Embiid in scoring. I got the Sixers win tonight, and I got the Sixers winning this series in six. And before this series started, if Embiid—if I knew Embiid was healthy from the beginning—I would have the Sixers win this series in six. But I had Miami because I didn't think Embiid was gonna come back, and I didn't think he was gonna come back that soon. So now I'm back on Philly, and you were on Philly before. That's the crazy part. When they first got Harden, you was all in on Philly. Now you you got cold turkey on them all of a sudden. What's happening? I was about to
0: I'm about to say I was in on them at, at the tra- well. Actually, I distinctly remember saying I think that Philly won the trade. But that Boston and Miami were – I mean, that uh, Milwaukee and Miami were still the best of the East. Um, I remember shit I was doing – it was one of the first – I believe it was a test show that you and I did if it wasn't the first episode. But, I mean, I thought – you're right. I, I thought Philly would have been higher. I thought Philly would have been like the two-seed or three-seed. I thought that they were – would have been uh, – uh, what did they finish? They finished the three-seed, didn't they? Yeah but, yeah. but I thought that they would have finished – down the stretch better I thought that they would have uh, oh, no, I'm finished. sorry I'm sorry I'm
1: sorry that they finished four they finished four they finished four they finished four yeah, okay finished so I would have thought
0: I thought that they yeah. would have been a three seed but either way it didn't look like the way I thought it was going to look so I thought it was going to look like oh okay we got James Harden with a big who does a little bit more than rim run I think this is going to be a problem the problem was that we didn't have the James Harden that we thought we did
1: yeah but how about the emergence of Tyrese Maxi? I think that kind of offsets it a little bit because he's – like you even said it. He's the true number two. I think you've said that. He's the number two guy. I did. So, if Harden – I was
0: like, I don't think – like, that's just a hot take. I don't think it's as hot. I, I was, mean, it's Harden – is Harden, Harden, is Harden
1: even number three? Is he over Tobias as far as scoring options?
0: Uh, I don't know. Scoring options – That's best, debatable. Yes. That's yes, very debatable. Is. No, he's – God. And you know what I was thinking too watching Danny Green plays like Doc Rivers just loves to run him out. His boy is dedicated to his people. But uh yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Miami tonight. I'm taking Miami
1: tonight. And you got Miami in the series?
0: Yep. I have, seven. I have Miami Miami and seven. It's
1: definitely going seven, probably. It's probably definitely gonna go seven. But I, I'm still gonna say Philly in six though. Because if they win tonight, it's gonna to be a tough to win game six in Philly, man. It's gonna be really tough. It's gonna to be really tough.
0: Like, from one point guard to another, Chris Paul has had a really tough last two games as the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Mavericks are now tied 2-2. That series resumes tonight. You told me this. Chris Paul is good, and then he's bad. And then he's good, and then he's bad. I so, said, well, after all of this mess with his wife and his mom and, and all of this, I think he's going to be on a mission. i like the Suns to win, and i like the Suns to cover. And, uh... I think that Dallas is a t- I think they're a player away as much as I love them.
1: Yeah, I think Dallas, I mean, not Dallas. I think Phoenix wins tonight, even though I would gladly hope to be wrong because I do have a Dallas Mavericks making the Western Conference Finals future, and I think you do as well. I certainly do. So I would uh, gladly be wrong tonight, but I got the Suns winning. I don't think they cover, though. I see it at six right now. I think that's a little too rich for my blood. And I think Dallas has kind of figured something out here. I mean, last game, Luca played some team basketball. It wasn't a lot of iso, a lot of quick moving the ball around, attacking the paint, kicking out to your shooters. How about Dorian Finney-Smith? I mean, my gosh, that guy couldn't miss a shot from the corner. <laughs> that's part
0: of my concern. That is part of the, my concern. The,
1: uh, it's not going to travel to Phoenix, huh? <laughs> I mean, look. I just said this. this. He's not gonna make that. He's not gonna make that many threes. We
0: talked about this yesterday on extra points. It's like for all of the offensive weapons that then that that, that uh, Dallas has, Luka Dungeons, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney Smith sure did get a lot of shots on Sunday, and they all went in. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a it's a little Al Horfordy to me. It could yeah. be a little Al Horfordy to me. But to be fair, we were talking about how in games one and two, where it was too much of the Lucas show, dribble, 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 right? We didn't see that in game four. We didn't see that. We saw a more balanced attack. He trusted his teammates. And I do think that can travel. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win, like I said, but I do like them to cover the spread plus six. But I will say this. If Dallas wins the night somehow, oh, boy, Game 6 in Dallas. That's been my favorite home court, by the way. Like, I love watching playoff games in Dallas. I don't know about you, man, but that atmosphere there, it just feels special to me. Like it, not, hmm. No other atmosphere is like that right now in the NBA, in the playoffs. The Golden State, that's not the same. It's not the same Oracle as it was when it was in Oakland. Memphis, yeah, they got a good crowd, but... Something about Dallas, man, it just feels a little different. Phoenix is a good crowd too though, but I'd say the ones
0: that stood out to me in the first round was New Orleans. It's like oh they it's were lit. rocking they in were there. Lit. They were it's lit. It's rocking in there. Um I think Boston has a pretty good home crowd as well, in terms of just like
1: It's like it's like the mystique about Boston. Like the garden. Do they really get that cr- Ah, I don't know and I'll say this about the Warriors crowd it's so a wine don't and cheese up, crowd now man
0: but they don't turn up but this and this is what I was talking about with Jokic but like when Steph hits those back-to-back threes
1: that's oh, yeah. when they turn up oh, that's yeah. when they
0: go crazy yeah yeah so, what so. You think about,
1: what's the thing about Dallas crowd
0: I think it's up there. It's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. If I I had to put it in the top three, without without having prepared a list, I'd have yeah. to put it in the top three. Yeah. 100%. But since we're talking about lists, <laughs> we can go on to the top five from here. So I was on Reddit the other day looking at this post, that, and I didn't realize this, Mark, but did you know that five of the eight coaches remaining in the playoffs either played for or coached with Greg
1: Popovich? Do you know had- the five? <laughs> uh yudoka Taylor Jenkins, Steve Kerr. Um, I don't know the other two.
0: Buden Budenholzer and uh, Williams. Yeah, uh, yeah. Monty Williams. Yeah, yeah, Monty yeah, Williams. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay,
0: but so in honor of that, you know, everybody does best top five best coaches, top five whatever. I figured, what coach would you most like to play for based off your personalities and their personalities? Mark, I figured you started from five going down to number one. Who's your first or your your, your fifth coach that you'd like to play for?
1: So number five, I'm going to say, give me Steve Kerr. And I'm going to say Steve Kerr for multiple reasons. But one of the main reasons is because the guy played with freaking Michael Jordan. So I think it would just be cool to like pick his brain and like really get the inside, get the real truth about Michael Jordan. I know we had the documentary The Last Dance, but I would love to just sit in the locker room after a practice and really just chop it up with Steve Kerr and be like, did he really punch you? Like, did, like and how hard did he punch you? Like what, like, what happened? Like, what was the dialogue? What was the build-up there? But then besides that, you know, he's a good players coach. He has he let guys have free range, and you know I played basketball yesterday. I hooped yesterday with some friends at KC yesterday, and I was shooting for 35 feet like Steph Curry. So I would have the green. I would have the green light playing for Steve Kerr. I wouldn't have to look over my shoulder and be like, damn, I can't shoot this because if I shoot it and I miss it, I'm gonna get benched. So I, I would go Steve Kerr number five. My
0: fifth one is Ime Udoka, But for similar reasons. Did Michael Jordan punch you in the face? I don't care. But what I need from Ema Gudoka, how did you get me along? That's (laughs) the advice I need. And then, first year coach, you sweep KD in the first round. Like, yo, he's winning. He's got it figured out. I need to know the process, Ema. Come on and, and break it down for me. Because, look, I'm still young. I can get to where you are. You know what I'm saying? Just tell me what I need
1: to do today to get there tomorrow. So, actually, I got him in number four for me. And for some of the similar reasons. And the main reason is Nia Long. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, he's winning. He's winning in life all around. You know, he's 2-2 right now. Has a chance to go to the finals potentially with this roster. And you got Nia Long. <laughs> Enough said. So,
0: my fourth one, this might scratch some heads, but Doc Rivers. Look, cause here's the thing, I know this. If I play for Doc, I know two things. Every June, I'm on vacation. I'm already starting my vacation. That's a good thing. I'll, all I'm saying is, look. Not everybody look. Some people basketball is a job. Gotta be. Not everybody can love it. Maybe I maybe I would fall into that category of somebody who's just I'm. I am in the WNBA. I'm playing the NBA to file my W twos. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm here. Oh, so you're ben, you're ben Simmons. Hey, look, it worked for a long time for Ben Simmons there. I'm just saying, in the event that I am. And then the other thing, too, when we do lose, it ain't going to be my fault. Unless I do some Ben Simmons-type stuff. <laughs> but just ask why, Paul George. Where they been since since Doc left? Nowhere. Who fault was it? Docs. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. Wow. I
1: thought you were.
0: And finally, if I do go out there and make a mistake, he going to be loyal. He done brought Danny Green and Tobias Harris with him everywhere he's gone in the last five, ten years. And the way he defended DeAndre Jordan after games one and two and then benched him and then they won two more games and didn't say anything about it, that's the type of way I want to get benched if I'm going to get benched.
1: Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you went the dark route. That's embarrassing. You should be ashamed. That's nasty behavior. Anyway, number three for me, I'm going with Eric Sposter. Spo, man. I mean, arguably the best coach in the league. I love his story coming up from the video guy. So, obviously, he's dedicated. He's a hard worker. He understands the game of basketball. I mean, this guy was able to manage LeBron, and it wasn't just the LeBron show. LeBron had the buy-in to buy into the system when they had Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. That's the only place where I felt like LeBron's presence. It wasn't just his show. Like, he was a part of the show. He was still the best player, obviously, but he was under control, obviously, with Pat Riley there as well. So Spole, he has a great mentor there. He's still very young. And he seems like a guy that you can just talk to, and he's going to really just give you the real. Like, he don't say he sugarcoats anything, right? He's going to keep it to you straight. And you may not like it at times, but it's going to make you a better player overall. So I like Spo.
0: My number two is Steve Kerr. I wonder who your number one is. I said my uh, my number three. I'm on my number three, right? Monty Williams. And I just said, because he seems like a really nice guy. Like, Monty Williams just really – he just seems like a really nice guy. Like, he seems like – like, if I got to go to work every day, I'd rather work with somebody who's a really nice guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just seems like he's really like, – like, he seems like a nice – like, he may not – he's not going to yell at you too much, you know? he seems like – like, campaign, I feel like is, he's having a terrible, terrible postseason. But, like, I feel like Monty Williams, every time he comes down the court, it's like, come on, Cam, you got it! You know, like, as opposed to, like, Cam, you suck. Get on the
1: bench. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, Monty at number two actually And I, I think he just comes off as like a father type figure, right? Like people just respect him so, but, That's
0: what I'm saying, he's, he's like a nice guy
1: He's a stand-up guy uh, Like how can you hate Monty Williams? Like nobody is like, I don't like Monty Williams You know what I'm saying? So just for that alone, I mean, I'm kind of just pivoting what you said He's a nice guy Kawhi, yeah. nice guy, fun guy Fun guy too, he's a fun guy Maybe he's maybe not that fun, but he's a nice guy.
0: So my number two is Steve Kerr, as I just spoiled for everybody's 10 seconds ago. But it's for the reasons that you said, but also he lets you play in a wild way. You turn the ball over as many times as you want to play for Steve Kerr. It's all good. <laughs> but he handles the media really well. And he is one of the few coaches that almost always makes the biggest headlines. Yeah. If you think about yeah. it, after Dylan Brooks bopped uh, Gary Payton in the head and he fractured his elbow. Broke the code. You broke the code. It's, it, broke exactly. the code. <laughs> it's all it's all Steve Kerr, the one pounding the table, talking about he's a terrible person and you know, excommunicating from the you know, like all that it was Steve Kerr. So like everybody had nothing nice to say about Dylan Brooks, but Steve Kerr is the one that gets all the headlines. And that way I don't have to go out there and think Dylan Brooks about to bop me in the head because I was talking stuff.
1: I like that. I like that. I wonder, do we have the same number one? My number one is Jason Kidd. Okay, you don't. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But I just love Jason Kidd, man. I love his demeanor. Uh, Obviously, one of the best point guards of all time. And I think, because he was a head coach before, I think that first thing he really learned a lot, especially when he went to the Lakers to become an assistant. And I think think low-key had a bigger role there than people want to give him credit for. Especially during that bubble run, obviously we know Vogel's the head coach, but I think Kidd was a lot more hands-on than we may think. And Lakers are probably like, damn, I wish we would have made him the head coach, because now they're looking for a head coach. And I like how he made Dallas into a top five defensive team. They were top five this year in defense, when I mean, they were one of the worst last year, and what pretty much with the same personnel. And now he understands he has Luca, a guy like unlike how he played, because. Kid was a triple double threat, but he wasn't scoring thirty points with the triple double or forty points with for the triple double. He was getting like 10, 10, and ten, but he's allowing Luca to be Luca. But now I see him making adjustments as well throughout the series. Say, like, hey, Luca, I know you can do this, but you got to spread the ball around a little bit. We want to beat this Phoenix Suns team, but he just seems like a cool guy too, man. Like he's a guy that I'll have a beer with. I think I'll have a good beer with Jason Kidd. I can't believe he's not in your top five, man. That's that's a joke. How is he not in your top five, Martin? Where's the love for kid?
0: My number one is Spo, Because okay. I like Jason Kidd fine. He's good. And I know this. I thought you were going to say thing. Taylor
1: Jenkins low-key.
0: No, no, no. No, no, no. Because here's the thing. I was kind of hedging my NBA career on this. I want to be a guy. I know I'm a guy. I work hard. And I try hard. I, but, like, after a while, I'm realizing, okay, this isn't going to work. Like, if I'm the fifth guy on the bench... For four years, five years, and I know that I'm just—that's just where I live, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I, I, you know, if I have the chance to be—if I have the chance to be good, like if I have the chance to be great and I'm good, then I'll take that. But if I have the chance to be great and I'm terrible comparatively to everybody else, then I'm just trying to get a check and, or master one or two things. That's why Spo is my number one coach because whatever that number one thing I find, I can do. He'll find a way to fit me in into the roster and 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 get me there. And I may not play all eighty-two games, but you know what? I will have an NBA career, like you know, like like Duncan Robinson. Okay, <laughs> saying like Max <laughs> Struess, right? How many guys? you see the undrafted players, like I am mean, like Bam was Bam was a lottery pick. Jimmy Butler was an All Star before he got there. Kyle Lowry, a champion before he got there. Uh, and an all-star before he got there. But, like, some of the, 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 the fill-in parts, the Gabe Vincents, like, yeah. the, those those are the guys that give me hope, right? It's like, I, I just want to be Gabe Vincent one day.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. on the team with yeah. everybody else. You <laughs> feel
0: me? We all at the same party. We're all in the same game. I feel it. I feel it. Good list, good list, good list. And speaking of all being at the same game, As we go to dunked on, because somebody's always getting literally dunked on or figuratively dunked on, somebody got figuratively dunked on by the entire internet was this fan who was messing with Chris Paul's wife and mom. Did you see what Kenny Smith said that Chris Paul's mom reported to him as what the fan was saying? I did not see that. He said the fan was, like, yelling things like, you know, F the sons, F the sons, and then tapping Chris Paul's mom on the shoulder talking about Happy Mother's Day. Oh, wow.
1: Wow. Yeah. Did you see the, the statement from the Dallas Mavericks? I read. I, I didn't read the whole thing. The part that stood out to me was unwanted hugs.
0: OK, I did read the whole thing. Now that you mentioned it, because I remembered <laughs> how it was being reported earlier as put hands on. Which was an interesting moment. I find these these moments fascinating when like black vernacular or vernacular in general gets into headlines, right? Because I know I know what putting hands on somebody means, right? But in the context of a headline and news story, I'm going to need a little bit more information here, right? Yeah, put hands on could mean anything from, and to me, putting hands on is is a is a physical action. Or not a, a violent action. You know what I'm saying? Is like, one that is tending towards violence, right? Yeah. Tapping 100%. somebody on the shoulder is like an unwanted touching. But I understand why you say don't put your hands on my wife or my mom. But why is your wife and mom within arm's reach of regular person in in, in general?
1: Yeah, you would think they'll be in a press box or something. But they're right behind Not the, the bench. But they're right behind the bench, though. So I could see. I know a lot of family members, they stay right behind the team's bench. I know it's like a thing. So I don't know. It's weird when you're on the road, too, because you always get one of those idiots that does something like this. It's, it's, it's tough, man. Um, I wish we had an actual video of what happened. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. But Chris Paul was definitely very animated, which is – understandable um i mean that kid you see his mom i'm assuming i was his mom you see how scared she was when they were walking (laughs) down she was spooked man yeah she was spooked and now they were they're banned until what 2023 i believe is what what it said yeah i mean so i just don't know i don't know what they're gonna do to try to like make aims to quote-unquote
0: fix this besides removing
1: there's nothing you can do to fix it.
0: Like you have to take the VIPs away from the gen pop, right? Like that's, 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 that's the only answer. That's yeah, the answer. Yeah, but you can't like, you have to take the VIPs further away from general. You want, you want fans to quit running out onto the court, move fans back. That's the, you want fans to quit yelling at players, families, move players, families. But the idea that you're policing fans, the only way you're going to have fans not yelling people, not yelling at people is you go back to the bubble. That's yeah. really all. That's yeah. really it. Yeah So I I, you know, I don't really know What they expect uh, You know And I, I'm not saying that And I, I, that's not like Some justification right I'm not saying that it's right that, are the, that simply because You bought a ticket You have the right to do so But I just Realistically Down the brass
1: tacks What are you going To be doing here I, I just I don't know Yeah it's nothing You can do to prevent it It's all reactionary It's nothing you do Before to prevent it Unless like you say You move the fans away But it's not going to happen Well Mark
0: it's time for the Lemon Pepper Parlay, presented by Underdog. First, I'm going to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NFL. The largest best ball prize pool is here, and it's only at Underdog Fantasy. With $10 million in total prize money and three prizes of a million or more, the best place to play fantasy football this summer, Underdog. In Best Ball Mania, you enter the contest on the Underdog website or app, draft a team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, and no in-season management. Underdog gives you the best score each week of the season and the highest scoring drafts at the end of the season. Plus, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code Sal. That's free entries into Best Ball Mania. What are you waiting for? Head to Underdog Fantasy or the App Store and sign up for Underdog with the promo code Sal today. That's underdog fantasy promo code cousin sal. Underdog is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. No waivers, trades, lineups. Set it, forget it. Draft a fantasy team in minutes. Play the pick up, play pick 'em games. You can win up to twenty times your money in just one night. Mark Gunnels. Pick over or under your favorite player stats to win big. Pick with your rivals. Pit two players against one another. Sign up now with the code Cousinsal. You'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. Deposit 100 get 100 free.
1: Mark, your lemon pepper parlay. So, same game here. I'm rocking with the Dallas Mavericks and Phoenix Suns game. I'm going to go Dallas plus six. And I'm taking the over on Jalen Brunson's total points at 17 and a half. In his last two games, he has cleared this total. And not to mention his volume has gone up the last two games because now they're switching their style of play. They're not letting they're not saying Luca just be our hero and save us. They're doing a little bit more of team basketball. In his last two games, he has attempted 38 shots. In the first two games, he only attempted 28 shots. So over on Brunson points, 17 and a half. Mavericks plus six.
0: I'm opposite you today for my lemon pepper parlay. I'm taking the Phoenix Suns to cover that same six, and I'm taking the under. I have taken a few overs in this playoffs, so let me tell you something: it don't, they don't happen. They don't happen. I'm going. I'm done. I'm done with overs. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with overs, especially when you see the little flan, the little flash up, and it says live two seventeen, and then it comes under. Uh, actually, 187, something ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's no chance this thing's going over. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Suns to cover. There's no way Chris Ball plays. Three bad games in a row. He's going to come out, put on a show tonight. You're the one that told me that, Mark Gunnels. Be on the lookout for Chris Ball on a bounce back night. That's my lemon pepper parlay. Let's eat. And that is this edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay basketball edition. Mark Gunnels, what are your famous last words?
1: Luca Magic. Luca Magic tonight. If Luca pulls this off tonight, I'm pushing the Luca agenda hard on Twitter all night. I might not go to sleep. That's all I got oh to say. Oh, my
0: goodness. And let me tell you something. Let's just know this. When Mark Gun- Gunnels pushes an agenda like tw- uh, on Twitter, you know, the only adjective I can think to use to describe it presidential. <laughs> See you next week,
1: man.